that's hilarious. Mastering love and life with me, your lovely host. Man, what a time it's been. You know, let me start off by saying this. God is good. I heard somebody in my head say all the time, God is good. Listen to me when I tell you God is good. Now, I'll just tell you up front, this is probably going to be a different kind of episode. I don't really have any notes. Don't have any pre-planned thoughts. I'm just going to talk about... um, I'm just going to talk, really. Just, you know, I'm just going to talk. And whatever comes out, comes out. Y'all know I don't I don't really edit my podcast. I try to shoot it to, you know, shoot to, shoot to um, publish. The only thing I may do is raise the volume and then I, I put it online. I don't, I don't re-listen to it. So if I don't like it overall, then I won't publish it. But I have several... Uh, drafts of different things that I never, you know, put out because I didn't like it. But overall, if I like it, you know, it is what it is. So as I was saying, God is good. So, um, you know, life is, no, not like a box of chocolates. I heard you. (laughs) I read your thoughts. I mean, it is like a box of chocolates, but that's not what I was about to say. I was going to say life is, man, life is life. And I tell people all the time, and it is true for me as well, life is not good or bad. It's just life, and it happens to everybody. And it's the same for everybody. What's different is how you process it with your mind. So I don't know for the last... I don't know, a few weeks or so. Yeah, maybe like the last three weeks. Uh, The last two weeks in particular, I've been really productive. However, I have not felt um, like being productive. It's crazy. And I haven't been feeling down. I just, you know, I had not been feeling productive, but it's been my most productive. Which is interesting. So, I've been trying to figure out, you know, what that feeling is. What is going on with me, right? So from there, you know, I'm always trying to, you know, find out, figure out. I shouldn't say figure out. I'm always trying. I always want to know that I am in God's will, that I'm walking the way that he wants me to walk, that I'm walking according to his word. That's what I want to do with my life. Okay. Um, So anyway, that's kind of like, Backstory. I don't even know if that's going to fit in what I'm saying. But anyway, let me just get to the main thing because, like I said, I don't have any pre-planned notes or anything. Um, the reason I, the reason I, I do know the name of this episode before I post it. The reason I'm naming this Lamentations is because of the experience I just had in the garage, and it may be where I am. I don't know. Because another thing over the past few weeks, I also have, I, I was starting to become content with 
where I am in the sense of not settling and not growing, you know, but I'm saying content where I'm not worried about, man, when I'm gonna get to the next level and man, when I'm gonna like just learning to be okay with God's timing. So I was, um, so I was in the garage. That's where I do a lot of my thinking, but I was actually working on a, a sign for my wife. Uh, I don't know how many of you know, I, I do woodworking. So, uh, oh, I forgot to say this. Another reason this is going to be probably a, a different kind of episode is because I'm really, really laid back. I don't feel like getting, well, you'll, you'll see why I don't feel like getting crunk or do I ever get crunk? <laughs> I don't think so, but you understand what I'm saying. So anyway, I'm in the garage, right? That's why I do a lot of my thinking. Uh, if I was saying another thought, I forgot what it was. I was in the garage and, um, I was making my wife a sign. I, I do woodwork. I was doing, I was making my, my wife a fall sign to go on the porch. And uh, I was listening to Commission. So this morning I watched a video of Fred Hammond. He did his first podcast episode. Growing up, Commission was my favorite group. Like, I love Commission. My goodness. So, you know, I listened to his podcast. Okay, cool. And then I started looking up things on Mitchell Jones because that was my favorite one of Commission, actually. Fred was my number two. Mitchell Jones was my favorite one, my favorite. And so... I'm looking him up and he said something. I found it. I found an interview of him and he said something about um, like he, he talked about your heart and God's heart and, and like God being, f- you know, your heart being full of God. Right. And for whatever reason, and like and he talked about giving your heart to God for whatever reason, it made me pause and think like, man, wait a minute. Am I sure I've given my heart to God? I know that may sound crazy. Like, I'm sure, but 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 you have those moments where you're like, am I really? Maybe it's just me. I, It may be just me. So, okay, I'll say it's just me. So I have moments sometimes where I may say, am I really saved? And it's not, it's, it's not really me questioning God and salvation. And I can't explain it. But anyway, that's the thought that came. So... You know, do what you want to do with it. If you feel like I need prayer, pray for me. I do need it. So, so that got me. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to start listening. I'm going to listen to my, because I have a commission um, playlist. So I said, you know, I'm going to listen to my commission playlist today. So I've been listening to commission all day. So I'm in the garage. Now you're up to date. Now I'm in the garage and I'm listening to commission. And these songs, I know all of them word for word. I've heard all of them for years. Like the album I was listening to was, uh, I think this is, is this on the winning side? No, this is, this is, this is ordinary, right? So I'm listening to ordinary, just won't do that album, but I'm listening to this song on that album called there's no excuse. I actually wasn't listening to it. It's playing in the headphones. Cause when I'm in the garage, I have my headphones on. So the song is playing and I'm, you know, it's in, it's in my headphones, but I'm not listening, active listening to it. Right listening and so as i'm moving around next thing you know the words caught me now again (laughs) i know these words i've sung these words for at at least at at minimum of 30 years i've sung i've sung these words this is never these words have never hit me this way so anyway the song is there's no excuse and it wasn't even it wasn't even the beginning of the song. It was like towards the end of the song. He was singing the little hook chorus or whatever. And it says, you say your life has been one big mistake. 
and happiness is always far away. And uh, that grabbed me, right, because it, it struck a nerve. And um, long story short, I lost it <laughs> in the garage. And, and, you know, I was crying and I was lamenting, right? And, uh, and, you know, the song says, the song is about, you know, there's no excuse for you to lose your soul. And, you know, I, my soul is not in jeopardy of being lost as far as salvation. But what I did get from it also, too, that I think about it, um, there's, there's no excuse to lose your soul. Your soul is who you are. I say your soul is your version of humanity, right? Not that you created it or made it up, but it's just like your arm is your arm. Even though you didn't create your arm, it's still your arm, right? So your soul is a simple way, I believe, of explaining. That's your version of, of, of humanity. And so, you know, my personality, my thoughts, my character, like, like who I am, how I think, the essence of who I am. My soul is not in, in jeopardy, you know, that way, but, but, but I was thinking about some things and, you know, when he said, you know, you say your life has been one big mistake and happiness is always far away. And then there's another part in the song. And actually this is when I broke cause it, it, it sung the chorus and it caught my attention and I was fighting back the tears. But then when it said, uh, what good is it to, you know what, let me go to the song. Let me go. I'm not going to play it, but I'm, I could play it in my ears and you guys won't be able to hear it. Uh, because now it, all of a sudden I can't remember the, I can't remember the words, right? Uh, so let me see. Um, okay, hold on. It's playing in my ear. Let me pull up the words on Apple because I want to get you the exound. Now you say your life's been one big mistake and happiness is always far away. Here he is. Here, here, here we go. Watch this. It says, what good is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? But that's not the part. You know, that's I, I had just heard the chorus, and then that said that part, and then I, so I'm still holding back tears from, from the chorus. But then it says, what good is it? It says, what good is it to know the healer and never be made whole. What good is it to magnify the problems you may have? You're still someone who needs a savior, whether life has been good or bad. But that part when it said, what good is it to know the healer? And never and never be made whole. That that kind of so. Obviously, you know, I, that, that, that when I, when I broke down, you know, I, um, it was in my thoughts and I'm sharing this because I want to share it, but also too, I do hope it'll help somebody in real life. I really do. Maybe somebody who, you know, is on the same path or, you know, younger than me trying to do life and don't know how to be a man, don't know how to, you know, that's why I'm doing this manhood Mondays to try to give men like me hope that I didn't have when I was in my 20s and my 30s. But as I was sitting there in the garage crying, you know, I be just begin to think, 
I know I'm blessed. I know I'm blessed today, right? But I just begin to think, why didn't I do what I knew to do? Like, I know my life is where it is because of the choices that I've made. But I can't fully make you understand because you're not me. I can't fully make you understand how far from where I thought my life would be and where it is. Like you may have disappointments. You don't you don't understand you don't understand. You you don't understand how far. And I I completely understand that this is what I, you know, what I'm saying, what I'm thinking, right? I'm lamenting, right? So every area of my life that in my mind is significant. I have lived either mediocre or I just, you know, just didn't live, you know, according to God's standard. And and things happen to me just like they happen to everyone, right? You know, I, I don't blame my childhood anymore. I don't blame being molested anymore. I don't blame any of that stuff. Like it happened, but I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm 51, so you know, that was a long time ago. I don't blame any of that stuff. Um, but relationally, how how did I end up at 51? How, how did I end up at 51? With no close friends, except one, I, 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 well, at 50, yeah. I did, I had one best friend, and that was female. How, how did I show up to this stage in my life and no close male friends? I had them when I was a kid. How? When? Every since I can remember, which means elementary school, the first time I heard the story of Jonathan and David in Sunday school, I have always said, I want that kind of friendship. Now, used to be I wanted that kind of friendship just period, right? So when I say just period as a kid, I'm just thinking, guys, I ain't even thinking about girls. As I get older, you know, I want that kind of friendship with any with 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 a female because I now I'm into girls. And then there was a point in my life when I'm like, you know, I just want that kind of friendship, at least with the person that I marry. And I'm only telling you this. I guess the only really relevant part is the fact that since I was a little, little boy, I have valued friendship. And still, here I sit alone. I don't say that for sympathy, right? I don't say that for, I say it, one of one, because it's real and it's true. But I also say it, um, so I can say this, if you have quality friendships, I don't care the gender, if you have quality, genuine friendships, at least one or two, hold on to them dearly. 
Life is about relationships. It, as a matter of fact, it, how, how, how did I end up at this place in my life, at this point in my life, at this place, when my calling is relationships? Now, I had known that all my life, but God did, right? And I'm not blaming anything on God, so, you know, I'm not going there. But, but, but I'm saying relationships have, have always been important to me, even before I was a therapist. So, how I end up here? Okay. Financially, I am a smart guy. I can do a lot of things. And not only can I do a lot of things, like I'm not, I'm not saying I can do a whole lot of things good. I can do a whole lot of things very, very well. Right? I can't do everything very well, but I, I, I can do a lot of things. Most of it, you know, working with my hands, and but I can build computers. I can just, I can uh, I know a little bit of software programming. That's, you know, on the small part. I can do computer-aided drafting. Right? I went to school, went to ITT to be a drafter. I know architectural design. I can do a lot. The fact that I, I, the fact that I've had a business as long as I've had, and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and the business is where it is now after the pandemic, because the pandemic when I, man, before the pandemic, um, before the pandemic, just with the knowledge that I had, if things had stayed the same in 10 years, I don't know, you know, it's a long time based on <laughs> the stuff I know now, but in 10 years, I'd have, I'd have definitely been a millionaire. But then the pandemic happened and <laughs> said, no, sir. And I'm just now starting to adjust to this new kind of era. That's why I got this podcast. Not to pay the bills, but I'm saying because this is what we do now, right? And I love talking. So business was doing good. But how how did I ignore? I'm not going to say miss. I'm not going to say didn't see. Literally, when I think back, how did how, how did I ignore the signs that this was coming and I end up here as, as much as I love love as much as I wanted to be married, as much as I, you know, wanted a great family and marriage, how, if you wanted that, you never considered how much that was going to cost. You never considered, like, y'all don't understand how you don't understand the 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 the, the magnitude of the disappointment so when the song says you say your whole life has been a mistake I, i'm not saying it's been a mistake but even in my children's and that's the biggest one for me like all of us i did what i knew how to do now at the time I feel like I was a, a, a very good dad. And if I'm going to compare myself to other people, I was a great dad in real life, right? I was a great dad. But if I'm going to compare myself to God's standard and what I now know about growing human beings, in my mind, I failed. Now, I know my children don't believe I failed. I don't think they do, right? I know they, they, you know, they, they know I messed up some stuff, but I don't think they, 
think I failed. But my number one goal, my number one intent, as I said uh, on Manhood Mondays last week, my number one intent was to raise healthy, emotionally healthy children who would be God-fearing and good citizens. I got the good citizens part down. I I didn't get the God-fearing part down, which baffles me. Not now it doesn't. I understand now that taking your children, listen, um, here's, write this down. Taking your children to church, children to church and dropping them off in children's church and letting the, you know, the people in the back teach them about Jesus. That's not enough. You have to teach, preach and walk Jesus at home. I'm listen. I'm telling you, you have to model for them what Christianity looks like. You got to model for them what it means to walk by faith. You got to model for them what it means to trust God. You got to model for them what it means to be sold out for the blood. I knew all of that. I knew to be sold out for the blood. I like, you know, I've. There's not a time in my walk. There's not a time ever, ever from the time I was seven until right now. There was never a time in my walk where I ever did not want to please God. Ever. When, when I was living, doing my own my own thing, when I was being carnal, when I was, you know, uh, going sexually crazy, whatever it it was some other stuff, but it, it was never that I, I did not want to please God. I was just giving it to my flesh. And so uh, that's the thing that I, you know, I'm just like, how did you not do what you knew to do? Like you knew God, even though you grew up in crazy religion, right? I grew up Pentecostal, <laughs> right? Where my Pentecostals at, P-A-W. Like I grew up Pentecostal, a bunch of foolishness, but I knew enough about God and enough about his word that I should have been reading his word and praying and seeking him. I didn't do that. Nope. And um, right here, I'm going to say this part. I've said it before. Uh, I did not have, well, first of all, let me say it. What I'm about to say, this is, not, this is not blaming anybody. I take, trust me, I take 100% responsibility for where my life is. That's why when I have these crying spells, I'm not mad at anybody but me. I ain't even I, mad at God for what? How am I be mad at God if it were not for him? Ain't no telling where I'd be with the foolishness all while repping the banner, man, please. So, you know, I, 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 what I'm about to say right here, I'm not blaming anyone. From, 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 honestly, day one, if I, if, can I, I'm, and when I say day one, I'm talking about my day one, as far as I can remember, right? I don't mean literally when I was born. I, I, I believe, but I, I mean, I wasn't conscious enough to know that. But from day one, I've never had one male invest in my life to give me guidance and direction. There's not been one. 
Now, I will say, in my later years, like as I'm grown, like in my you know late 30s and 40s, I did meet some men, and we just didn't connect, right? But early, early, early on, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, early 20s, late 20s, early 30s, late 30s. It was me. It was me running my own life. And thank goodness, you know, I'm not dead because it was me. God was in the passenger seat most of the time. All while, watch this, I thought he was driving. That's what pride will do. Pride will blind you and make you think you're going the right way. And you don't know you're going the wrong way until destruction shows up. That's why pride is not to be played with. So I'm in the garage and I'm crying and I'm just like, you know, Lord, how, how did I, how did I, how did I mess up so bad? Like the parent that I was, I did what I knew how to do like everybody else, but how did I, how did I miss the mark so much? I'm such a good person, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a good person, got a good heart, got good character. I don't steal. Like, I don't cheat people. I don't do those things. And still, it is as if. Now, and I know some folk would love the life I have. <laughs> good for you. I, I feel like I still ran my life into the ground. Now, you know, I, I don't believe I'm hopeless, obviously, right? I'm just having a moment today. I wanted to share it with you because my goal is to help you prevent something like this in your future. And the only way you're going to do that is if you stop drifting. Where do I get that from? Uh, There's this book called, um, I think, what is it called? It's not called Conversations with the Devil. What is it? Let me see. Outwitting the Devil. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's called Outwitting the Devil. And in it, the interviewer is, you know, asking the devil questions and, and it's not a real, you know, obviously it's fiction, but it's really good. And he says, uh, my great, one of my greatest, I don't know if he said one of my greatest weapons or my greatest weapon, but one of my greatest weapons against the human being is when I can get them to drift. The interviewer said, what is drifting? He said, drifting is basically when you just kind of go through life, just go through the motions, just, you know, stay below the radar, you know, don't make too many waves. You know, enjoy your life, laugh a little bit, have fun, but don't don't really do a whole lot with your life. Just kind of, you know, stay average. You can even make six figures if you want, but just don't do anything to change life on the planet in any kind of way. That's drifting. You just kind of just go with the flow. Now, let me tell you the destructiveness of drifting mixed with pride. If you're drifting, meaning you're just coasting along. Jesus said, I wish that you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, because you're average, because you're mediocre, you make me want to throw up. So while I'm being mediocre, average, because I'm so engulfed in pride, I don't know it because pride blinds you to itself. So I'm walking in pride, but also the pride has me thinking that I'm going all out for Christ. Y'all not even, 
Sir, this is me looking back on, on, you know, the old me, and I'm counseling him. And I'm like, sir, what the blankety blank you thought she was doing? So, hey, hold I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, 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 so you're telling me you thought that you were living for Christ when you was on Black Planet. That, that's, that, that's what you're telling me. Okay. We know what happened on Black Planet. We know what that was. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? Um, I am, I am, you know, it, I ain't going to lie, it hurts, right? It, it, and and, and I, I'm, I'm wise enough to know it hurts because of what I'm telling myself in my mind. And I hadn't been able to change what I'm telling myself. So y'all pray for me because I know that the enemy is real. I know that uh, spiritual warfare in the mind is real. I know all of that is real. So you pray for me as I pray for me. But today, it's like I can't stop thinking about the mistakes I've made. I believe fully, and I think I've said this, I said this a few weeks ago, I'm on the right track now. Finally, on the right track, going in the right direction. I'm literally starting from the bottom, from the bottom and trying to get up. And, and I'm going to get there. I'm not worried about that as long as God gives me pl- time on the planet, right? So let me just give you this part. I know this part ain't a part of lamenting. However, I, I do believe I'm going to get to where God has me to go, wherever that is. I don't know where it is, but I do know that, you know, I'm like David. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, <laughs> I keep your word now. I, you know, yeah. So, so um, I know that God, I know that his hand is still on my life. I know that he still called me. I know that he's going to do a great thing through me. I don't know what that is. And I know I need to get out of my way so he can do, well, get out of his way so he can do what he's going to do. Now back to the lament, lamenting. But still, it doesn't feel good to know that the, the, the condition of my life is primarily because outside of God's, God allowing and God's will, I understand that. But it is primarily because I did not do what I knew to do. I knew to trust God. I knew to walk by faith. I knew that being on the fence was ungodly. I knew God did not want carnal Christians. I knew where the favor of God was. And I still. Chased my pain. So let me tell this side of it. You say, man, well, why were you so dumb and stupid? I, you know, <laughs> I wish it was that simple. I wish it was that simple of an explanation. Because honestly, if it was, if it was that simple, simple of an explanation, I don't think I would be grieving. I don't think I would be lamenting. I'd be like, well, man, I was just dumb. I just, yeah. But that ain't the case. I, I was 
there was a hole in my soul, the kind of holes that we get from childhood, right? I showed up to adulthood severely injured, but I was unaware because all of the injuries were on the inside, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that the molestation had fused in my mind love and sex together. And so all of my promiscuity in my 20s and really late early 30s was due to not just because I'm, you know, part of it, young, no boundaries, but a, a big part of it was looking for love and people pleasing. Yeah, looking for love, working for nub and all the wrong paces and people pleasing. So, in other words, what I'm saying is I had a hole in my soul. And like I just told my class last night, the hole that is in your, in your soul, it is a God-sized hole. Nothing can fill it but God. And so, here I am, Exhibit A. If you try to fill your hole, the, the hole that is in you, if you try to fill it with anything other than God, it won't get filled. There's nothing big enough. Only God can fill it. You can try money. You can try women. You can try cars. You can try clothes. You can try business. You can try uh, fame, right? You, you can try changing your sex. You can try relationships. You can try, you can try career. You can try whatever you want. But I'm telling you, there is a dissatisfaction that is built inside of you. And the only thing that can satisfy it is the blood of Jesus. And I know I just turned some of y'all off because I didn't say God. I said the blood of Jesus. But if I'm going to tell it, I may as well tell it all. Like if y'all going to cancel me, y'all going to cancel me for the right stuff. And I ain't talking about society. I'm talking about you just turning me off. That's fine. But I'm telling you, you better quit playing with God. Honestly, to be honest, you're not playing with God. You're playing with your life. You're playing with your future self. Listen, I'm here to tell you, if you're going to live for God, live for God. Now, if you're, not, if you're not interested in living for God, then I ain't talking to you. I'm really not, right? I have prayers for you because I believe that, you know, you can't see, but that's a different story for a different day. But 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 if you if you want to live for God, I'm gonna I'm gonna urge you, my dear brethren, to do it fully. Listen, I don't I don't I I regret that I, you know folk be saying I don't have any regrets because you know everything that happened made me this person. I, I get that, but I, I regret not. Um, being 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 wiser in my youth. And man, I'm trying to help you avoid some stuff. And I know most folk ain't gonna listen. Cause guess what? Now, let me think. Did I don't remember anybody telling me anything, but I do know I probably wouldn't listen to me. So, you know, on one hand I say, you know, one no one was there to guide me. But on another hand, I probably wouldn't have listened. I man. If it had not been for the Lord Jesus on my side, can somebody tell me where would I be? I know where I'd be with him. 
Y'all hate I would be with him. But thank God for the blood. Thank him for his grace. You know, I thank God that he called me to help people change their lives. And I get to do that every week. I, I, I affect marriages in a way that no one else can. I mean, I'm talking about the folk that he gave me because they're it, my assignment is my assignment. And God has gifted me what he's gifted me with. And I, I you know, I appreciate it because if anybody knows, it ain't because I deserve it. I, I, I know. Right. It, it, it is because of his grace, his favor, his mercy. Right. I don't deserve anything from the Lord. I'm just glad that he chose me. Now, he did choose me. I ain't out here by myself. Right. If you knew I could tell you some more of my story, you would know, you know, he got chosen. Um, but like I told you, I'm a, I'm a but now Christian. Right. Before I was afflicted, I went I went astray. But now I keep your word. And so, you know, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for. Uh, Dr. Myron Golden and and Darius Daniels. I'm gonna do a different podcast about them. I think I'm gonna do that next week. Um, I'm gonna do a podcast dedicated to them because I've been saying I was do, gonna do that forever. Uh, so I'm gonna just do it together. I'm gonna do that next 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 episode. Dedication to Dr. Myron Golden and and Darius Daniels. But man, thank God for them because God used them from afar to to finally get me on track and live life the way God intended. The kind of husband that I am and that I'm becoming. No one one could have convinced me. Nobody could have convinced me that marriage was this. Y'all ain't even hearing what I'm saying. Nobody could have convinced me that this was marriage. Like, but but I thank God that he showed me and is showing me how to do it the way he designed it. And I'm grateful that he gave me a wife that allows me to lead her that way. Now, that's a blessing. I don't deserve that. I just told y'all how I was a fool in my, in, in my former life. I just told y'all how I was a fool and God done blessed me with the. Listen. Hmm. What? I wish I could sing. Where's Vanessa Bell? Shall I render? I, I can't sing work the quarter, but. I can talk it. What shall I render unto God for all of his blessings, for all of his mercy? Mm, Shall I render unto God? What shall I give? All I have is my body. And so I'm going to give him all I got. All I have is my heart, my mind, and my soul. I'm not going to preach. (laughs) Um, but you know this makes me feel a little better just being able to get this out now truth be told I don't know if this is going on the air if y'all hearing it then it (laughs) it made it because I'm not going to edit it but you know Lord I thank you for your grace I thank you for your mercy I thank you for doing for me what I could not do for myself and Lord I pray that Everybody that's listening to me, particularly the men, I pray that you would get this message to the right hearts. 
and it would penetrate the right walls and it will uh, grab the right attention to bring them closer to you because you're calling them. Lord, I pray that they don't turn a deaf ear. I pray that uh, they get it together before I did. I pray that uh, this message will change some father from being a mediocre father and inspire him to be a great father. A husband from a mediocre husband to want to be a godly husband. Lord, I ask that uh, the gift that you've put inside of me make me a blessing to those around me. Only you can do that. And I thank you for the opportunity to be used by you as a tool in your hand as you sculpt the body. Thank you. Because it sure didn't have to be this way. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you. You've been good to me. Listen, um, let me end my prayer in Jesus' name, amen. I appreciate y'all listening, man. I, you know, and, and I do pray that whoever this is for, I pray that you get it. God is trying to tell you something. God is trying to tell you something. Stop playing both sides. Because while you think you're why you think you're playing both sides, but really you're just working for the enemy. And one day, you're going to look up. And all the time that you could have spent doing life well and living for God, you will have lost it. That's one thing I was going to say earlier. You know, um, I regret, I also regret not having this knowledge and wisdom in my youth. But I am praying that, to God that I'm going to have more years in the future to, ch to change the, to, tra why am I trying to say that word? Let's try it. Trajectory. <laughs> Praying that God will change the path. Allow me to do the work to change the path of many generations of Brantleys. Yep, that's my prayer. Anyway, listen, I appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all take care. Oh,